0: What up, Toronto Raptor fans? Lots of big news happening today. The Toronto Raptors finally win a game without having to fully bust their humps in the final minutes of the closing quarter. Uh, This game felt a little bit more in hand, although I got a little bit squirmy and my bum got a little bit tight at the end there. The Toronto Raptors... Win at home against the Port Portland Trailblazers 117, 105. I am joined by a special guest brought up from the Developmental League of Podcast hosting my very own big brother, Nate Dog Moss. What's up, Nate Dog? Hey, how you doing? I'm well. Um this is a relief for many reasons. It, I've, I I kind of have been getting to the point of these games where I look at the roster of the other team, and I think to myself, "There's literally no way we can we can win if we are struggling to beat the New York Knicks when we didn't, and we lose the Indiana Pacers." I I I think a team like Portland, who has greater aspirations in the Western Conference, that were hooped, and I stood totally corrected. Um, what were your initial thoughts uh, coming out of this game and this W? Well, to your,
1: um to your initial thought. You know, Portland got yes, a good team and they've got depth, but they were coming in uh, on the last team of a vote. trip. You know, though, so, I mean that kind of um, put them in in kind of neutral, if you will, in terms of just looking at that team from a macro perspective. But my my um my initial thought was that was one of the better efforts that we've had this year. I think we uh beat uh, Cleveland in Indiana uh back in a little key game or I might have been Cleveland in New York I yeah but yeah we look we looked really good. I uh, a unit today, uh, and everybody contributed, even even the bench. And uh, I thought, even if people didn't score, I thought that they did a really they did a really good job. Like Herman Gomez, uh came in and gave them good minutes. My Clyde Flynn came off the bench and gave them really good minutes, though. So, I, I really think that it was really positive uh, from, a, from an Indian perspective, but also big picture. We did a lot of things that we haven't been able to do. Um, the three-point shot is still need some work, but I thought we did a lot of good things today to, to counter that it's offensively. And yep. then defensively, I thought it was one of our better games in a while.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on all fronts. To go back to the macro level of the Portland Trailblazers, I look at this team and I feel like I'm looking in the mirror as far as a fan goes. They there's so much of what Portland's been doing recently reflects on tr- like reflects back at, with Toronto, right? Like they they had high hopes coming into the season. I had high hopes for them. They want, they see themselves as a playoff run type of team. They're centered around a dynamic guard um, and like a good shooting guard and some guys on the wing and the powerful Grant and Hart that just kind of remind me of the Raptors. And then you kind of have a playmaking big, so to speak, with Barnes and Nurkic kind of. So there seems to be a lot of parallels. And then you look at the schedule, same thing. The Blazers have really struggled. Um, they're beating up on crud teams, but they lost to the Mavs, they lost to the Thunders, Thunder back-to-back games, they lost to the Nuggets, they lost to the Warriors, uh, they lost to the Wolves, then the Pacers, and then us. So they're on a three-game losing streak. So, And you could feel in this game the same kind of inertia that has poisoned the Raptors of recent with the, the Blazers. Like A lot of hoisting from three, a lot of single-pass, Hello. Well, I got to, I got booted there. Sorry. A lot of uh a lot of. Can you hear me, Nate? Can you hear me? Mm. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Testing? No one can hear me. Shit. Testing, testing, testing. Dog? Can you hear me? Hello, testing? Hello, 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 hello. Can you hear me, Nate? Test, test. Testing. Testing, testing. Oh, Nate can't on his end. Okay, you can hear me. My bad. All right, Nate dog can't hear me. Uh, sorry for all the F-ups. Uh, Nate, you might have me viewed it muted. So check your thing. So anyway, I was saying, um, what was I saying? Portland. Yeah. They look infected by the same inertia as us. Um, and that was a problem and you could see it kind of like permeate the, the energy of the trailblazers tonight. Um, and conversely, so yeah, one and duns, and the Raptors were kind of doing the same thing, a single pass. Um, and then a Jack, but they, they kind of got into a better flow of things. And, um, and, and, and yeah. And so I, it was just interesting seeing the two teams, Toronto and Portland kind of face off. It kind of seems like they're both at crossroads. Um, and so it was good to see, um, good to see Toronto kind of break a lot of what was funk for them. Um, I'm going to be right back and see if I can fix Nate's audio. All right, friends. Apologies. Uh, technical difficulties. Classic on a Sunday day. So, um, yeah. The uh, Let's check the stats here. So, yeah, the, the Raptors, a lot more was going on tonight in terms of decision-making. Um, Scotty Barnes stood out as one guy who was a lot more focused tonight. Um, Nurkic was uh, dropped in a drop defense on Scotty on almost all the possessions. And um Scotty was a lot more decisive than he had been in the past, which is encouraging to see and I can't really figure out what the hell is going on in that guy's mind, but it's we needed him to be the kind of hub player that he was tonight. Nate, can you hear me now? Yeah. Cool. Um awesome. We're we're back. Uh Nate, what did you think about Scotty Barnes tonight? He seemed to be a lynch in the uh offensive Upturn of tonight.
1: I, I thought starting Barnes with the rapid. I think what you are what you talking about is and uh, I think the last few games he, he's uh been experiencing drop brought cover, you know, or uh his, his matchups are up or encouraging them to shoot the uh outside shot. And I think uh, what you thought today was uh, was at graduation to immediately knowing what to do when he was given that rock coverage or his And we've seen it in the especially in the Tatana. and half. But sometimes, you know, with young guys, some days it's going to all of a sudden slut. And I think today he wasn't thinking, as you said, He was just reacting and making great decisions. And, didn't seem to have any education. And I think it's the big following journey of a second-year player. I, but I thought he came out with the might, right mindset from the door on both sides of the floor, especially offensively. And I think going forward, we'll
0: see more of that. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I think um there has been a... Th- fetishization maybe with Scotty Barnes of being this ball handling playmaker and um, you know, I g- guilty of it, but I think what we're seeing is that they have decided to put Scotty at the five, which I love and turn him into like, you know, a secondary playmaking guy in the middle of the floor. Um, a la Draymond green. And I think it's, it's made a lot more sense. He looks a lot more comfortable Um being in the middle of the floor and being a part of the action and being central to the actions going on without being necessarily the focal point at a standstill, right? Like from, from the elbow, from the top of the key, he doesn't need to ball handle um, like Doug Smith complained about last game. He can just take the shot or he can one dribble hand off screen or he, like he can do a lot of things um, at a standstill from the half court. And so I've, I've really liked... Um, I really liked what I've seen from him in the last couple games as far as positionally, but tonight he actually looked at the rim tonight. He, you know, he was aggressive. He took shots when he was open and you need this, especially with a guy like Nurkic, who's going to take the easy road and be in drop coverage and try and plug the paint. Um, you need this from Scotty and, uh, yeah, it goes a long way. Scotty,
1: Scotty is now playing, um, could use a raptor example of Raymond Green. Uh, he's now being uh, the moderate role. You know, uh, having him in the middle of the floor, uh, uh, on the elbows, uh, setting Green and seeing and the floor as a point forward, point center kind of role. And he doesn't have to, like you said, initiate the offense with the dribbling. And that and that fetish of Dottie being a boy and doing uh focal point, uh, I believe can still come. But I think 100%. I think uh, let's simplify his war a little bit right now and make them put him in the middle of the action and let him use his vision and let him, the other guys move off of the boat on the weak side and let Dottie find them and uh i th- I think that that the great simplification of his wall without taking it great that that without batting and, and his vision yeah and,
0: yeah and and there's no there's no reason why he can't be Magic Johnson in transition, right? Like you see he he ripped one rebound away from Gary over top of him, which is good. You want him to do the Westbrookian defensive rebound run into transition thing. And he's great at it, and there's no reason. And Draymond does the same thing. There's no reason you can't do that stuff. But then once you're in your half court stuff, um, that's when you kind of go back to that that central hub role. I think we're not going to get to the Canam tax man yet, but uh, taking a look at Scotty's stats, they they seem to be the most efficient. He was seven for twelve, one for three from three, eight free throw attempts, which is among all, uh, the starters we had quite a number, which is encouraging to see, although Freddie had none. Um you only missed one, right? People. he only missed one. He had nine rebounds, four assists, three steals, and two blocks. Now and this is another thing about Scotty which has confused me forever. And I understand it with a younger guy playing the five, right? He's undersized, he's gonna get beaten up and there are certain centers out there where it doesn't really make sense. But um his intel his intelligence his spatial awareness his positional awareness makes him a great um defender down low and you could see that tonight he had he had the the a couple of blocks the one that got challenged and weirdly assigned to fred which is totally baffling to me um yeah he was in a lot of places uh within as a center he was filling um the he was filling the role well and i like him there because rather than being at the point of attack or more vulnerable on the perimeter. He, um, is a lot more effective being down low.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think again, it comes down to typification. I think that, um, let's build a confidence defensively. Let's put them again at the bar where you can use that big and positional awareness and this we are, and then. You see later in the game that confidence grows and he gets the the matches on the perimeter and he did a really good job. So, uh, you know, I don't think Dottie is that point of attack guy on defense I consistently as we like quite yet, but I think he'll get there. And I think simplification will, on both ends, will allow his confidence to grow and uh, we'll see if he can carry it uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. Because this four game I as Jack Armstrong was referring to in the broadcast, did they get, you know, the Raptors ideally have to win their next four games and, and let's get themselves back into it because they did think, they think money time. They did, uh, the, the uh, raptor war time. We gotta get it together
0: and we need four in a row right now. No doubt. Um who do you want to talk about next? I'm kind of uh torn here. I do wanna mention maybe what do you wanna talk about, Nate?
1: Well, I th- I think you know we got some different lineup today and uh, That's what know, I wanted to talk about. Lineup to hurt, uh hard to pick up. From time to time, but you do a pretty good job of it. Why don't we, uh, why don't we talk
0: about those things? So we've been on the on the pod. We've been whining and complaining relentlessly about, um, the the bench, uh, the bench. Well, everything about the bench. The bench units. The amount of time they're playing. The amount of time the starters are playing. The inconsistency on who's playing when they're playing. The rotations. Um, tonight was one of the first times that I felt like there was a plan and a plan that we're sticking to. So early on in the game, we saw Coloco and Wancho come in and they kept Pascal, Freddie and OG. So the idea here is that let's get a couple of guys, some rest, two guys who can fill, uh, who can fill a role at least defensively and kind of like the hustle plays. But but our core offensive load will remain on these three guys. Great. That's not so much a high risk. Then they go to the Gary Trent Jr. and four bench guys. Uh, Malachi Flynn, Precious Achua, Chris Boucher, and... I'm missing somebody. Precious Achua, Chris Boucher, Malachi Flynn... Gary, huh? Daddy John, and Dad was that the, was that the fifth? I, th- I think. so, yeah. They had Coloco out there for a while too, and that seemed to do okay. I don't have uh, their stats in front of me. Precious finally played ten minutes. He only played four in the last game. Didn't make any sense to me. He he had a good showing. Flynn was only one for three, but he had three assists, and he was doing stuff right. He was dynamic out there. Um, he had that nice split on the pick and roll and dish, yeah. Um, and so I, I
1: thought he would up on the body defensively.
0: When, yeah, he played. A, he, yeah. I mean, Flynn is an underrated defender. I defended him when he got shot on those the last couple of games for poor defense. He does play pretty well, and especially against a smaller team like uh, or smaller backcourt with Simmons and Dame. I thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah. And this is what I've been advocating before with. This is a quasi Gary as a sixth man, right? They they took him off early in the first quarter and then they brought him back with the bench unit. And they're like, all right, Gary, this is your team. Go cook. And I thought he paired quite well with Flynn. Uh, it helped that Boucher hit a shot or two. Um, so I, I liked it. And then in the second quarter, they did the same thing. Although I believe Scotty and Gary came back together. And I, liked, I don't mind that as well. So it was nice to see some consistency in the rotations and lo and behold the starting five play less than 40 minutes in a win Pascal led the team with 38 minutes Gary had 36 Freddie 34 OG only 33 because he fouled out and and Scotty with 29 I mean that's like that's like a that's like game that's load management for the Toronto Raptors right there
1: well I think you know some of at Raptors Republic in previous editions of RAPA, um have, have questioned whether there's been role definitions on, on the team. And I think today it felt like everybody was lauded just right. And, and that could be a number of things. But, um, you know, smaller lineup, um, just uh, being aggressive on both ends. Uh, but I thought that it felt to me like everybody was sitting in the road, uh, whether it was Flynn in his uh, limited minutes or Herman Gomez or Francis the tour in his 10 minutes. I thought everybody was really good in the, in the time that they got on the floor. And that's what I'd like to see moving forward. Is. Let's have a good dollar going. You don't have to outdoor the other team's bent but don't don't uh put it out of game with bad going. and i thought that i thought that today the bench held their own obviously and not allowed the starters to rest particularly the big three of van vliet the Adam and Grant, um and it's so fred was really i thought good in the fourth quarter and uh how many minutes did he play in?
0: For Trent? 29. Fred, Fred. Oh, Freddie? 35.
1: 35. So that's right. That perfect number for him. 30, 34, 35, 35 minutes. And
0: he, he he had a great fourth quarter today at the big freeze. Yeah.
1: It'll, it'll play off. Yeah.
0: And it's not necessarily correlative yet. But in the games where he's playing 40-plus, he's missing those clutch end-of-game threes. In the game that he kind of has a little bit more time to breathe, he hits some huge three-pointers late. So, I mean, you know, that it does go a long way, and it was encouraging to just finally be able to breathe easy with the bench unit. Now, that might have more to say with how Portland played um, and remains to be seen, but I think it's encouraging signs moving forward that nurses – has decided that okay, like enough is enough. I've gotta, I've gotta lean on my bench, and and we got to win out of it, right? So um, there's some like posit- positive reinforcement there. Oh, Another I, thing I wanted to yeah. note that I, you have something to say?
1: No, it's okay. It I,
0: I wanted to transition to Pascal because the last couple of games he had uh, quieter games. I'll say. And I, I, part of that, I've also complained, is that the, the Raptors just don't make a concerted effort to involve Pascal. And in fact, today, I kind of lo- was counting it, um, first four minutes of the game, I don't think Pascal even looked at the rim with the ball. I, I, I could be mistaken, but he definitely did not look involved in the offense. It looked like the Raptors of old already. Everybody was getting their own, jacking, blah, blah, blah. And then, boom, it was Pascal time, and he cooked in the first quarter. Um, and he slowed a little bit throughout the game. He finished 8 for 19. Um, uh, he got to the line 11 times, 27 points, 6 re- assists, 4 rebounds. So he played well, but it was encouraging not only to see Pascal have a good game, but to be aggressive, to be the primary aggressor, and then everybody else kind of, like, cascading off of him. Did you Did you see the same?
1: Well, uh, you know, we were having a little conversation about Crayon and what if he make people better. And I think the has can to go 8 for 19 or, or 9 for 20 or 10 for 23. As long as he's aggressive and just uh, takes advantage of his mismatches and then get everybody else involved. And if he like that, that, that gives the rest of the team confidence and they want, to they want to move, they want to act for themselves instead of relying on Pat So the student members are going to come and go, but will back be aggressive and be given the opportunity to be aggressive? And you're right, the first four or five minutes, he was invisible and then the light came on and Pat became. became, uh, was given the opportunity to exploit the mismatch having got
0: out on them. Uh, whoever. There I mean, yeah. I don't know. They must have been just getting good rotations, but I barely saw Jeremy Grant on Pascal, who seems like a natural defender on Pascal. Like over and over again, he had lesser bodies on him and that like it's game over. Yeah.
1: And I think I think that uh you know you got a thing with Dottie Bond. They didn't want to but they didn't want no to playing up at all and he was able thought he was able to build off of and half that we were talking about. And from the start of the game he knew what to do with his Midma uh, and take advantage of nurses playing drop covers all the time. Yeah. And so I think I think the then are really positive moving forward because even if even if uh, team player differently, the ability to recognize what we have to do given the coverage is a really important thing to, to
0: build on going forward. Yeah, hundred percent. And I was just looking at, we had 26 a set, assists tonight, which I feel like could be up there as a season high. Um, it felt that way. And it, it wasn't because we were hitting our shots. We were still only 12 for 31 from three which is 39%. Like it's a solid number. It's not anything to write home about, but there was, there there was a lot more ball movement today. Um, Pascal less. So like I felt like he missed a couple, you and I were yelling at the screen when he missed uh, OG up top. And then, and then he rotated with Wancho and then Wancho was wide open and he missed Wancho too. Um, He had another one where he missed OG down low with a mismatch. And then he, I think he drew a foul and then went over to OG and said, my bad. So, Pascal had his moments but um he's he's like it's okay it, it's forgivable with Pascal with guys like Freddie I love to see him attacking and distributing more like he only took well he took nine three point attempts which just seems a little bit lower for him but um it seems like during all of this uh st- during this stretch where the team has been struggling, um, nurses emphasized like relying on your teammates, and I think you're starting to see it a lot more. The, the, the ball has been much less sticky than a vest.
1: Than a yeah. And we uh, one thing we did offensively today was even though a three-point student made the little uh, bit to beat the diet still, we were using the middle of the floor. The other 23 feet of big uh on the offensive end, with not, uh, without, with not, uh, without traffic tonight. We were, we were doing a lot of pitch and roll stuff. Uh, we had Keloto um, rolling to the basket and Colosso, by the way, was a top four of activity tonight. And yeah, he had to foul trouble and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but. I really liked how they used him in the middle of the floor. I liked how Daddy at was able to use the paint as well. I thought I thought a batting created that energy and that willingness to move and go to the and all those kind of things. And I thought, you know, um, the 20 50 that was just a, a beautiful reflection of the ball movement tonight. And um, we didn't even when we went I go. it didn't last for very long. Uh, we got back the movement with uh um it with there was a little uh it got a little dot I believe in the in the fourth quarter
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: a little bit. Um and and that that okay, you know, sometimes sometimes the King put that back in the game. You know, you have a guy like game, he gets hot. And and I want to put a stop to that. But other than that, I thought the ball movement was uh, the ball movement collectively was one of the best uh,
0: ball movement they played. team think season from the Raptors. Yeah, I agree. And conversely, you kind of saw uh, Portland um, not do that, you know. And you and you can like I don't know. It I, it was just really uh like a trip for me to just watch Portland and feel like I've just I'm watching a, a simulcrum of Toronto from the last month, you know? Just like and it, it was such a nice contrast to kind of see us change our style a little bit in a in a positive way and and see how Portland struggled um with with kind of the same things that plagued Toronto in the past. Well you could
1: take you to look at Portland and you could take coming back. It's the bad dog the Adam. You hinted Damon, uh Damon Lloyd. He could he could be the Fred fan Family. You know, Josh Hart is the OG. So, um, you know, I think, think you're not one. <laughs> I I don't think you were quite dean double, but I think you were the a very similar uh ball club in terms of, you know, the 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 type of players that they have on their team and the role that they fit. I uh, don't so I don't think you're very I think you pretty much get on with that comparison. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um let's quick quick shout out to OG's defense because um we gotta just keep the hype going for defensive player of the year here. Once again OG is guarding the best player on another team, a superstar, somebody who positionally is not supposed to necessarily be guarding. And he did a pretty damn good job on Dame Lillard, I have to say. Um, OG ended with four steals and a block. A couple of those were like uh, freebies, but still held Dame to 11 for 23, seven turnovers. This is another thing that the Raptors have started to – we're starting to see the defensive team of old, you know, we saw them, Giannis had 12 turnovers um and, and tonight they had Dame with, with seven. And I think, you know, so much of that has to do with, with OG's effort. So uh he didn't play the best on offense. In fact, we, we talked about this last podcast about as far as being a scorer, quote unquote, He's almost regressed. Like once again, tonight he had a couple, he dropped the ball a couple of times on drives. He got stuck. He fell over, blah, blah, blah. Um, Really frustrating for him. I'm sure. And like, as I I think OG might be my favorite player in the league now. And like watching that is really frustrating, but at the same time, he's hitting his threes now at more consistent clip. Uh, I think Devlin mentioned he's had a three in his last 10 games and his defense is just otherworldly.
1: Well, I think, I think what has to happen is the team had to help him out. And we need to win a few more games. Because uh, uh, players of the year, defensively, outstanding, MVP, whatever, you need to have a good record in order to win those awards, generally speaking. Yeah. Not, and, you know, you left it to hear that with Lopez for the buck have having defensively or Miles Turner or um, Mikhail Bridges or Draymond Green, we got to bring that record up a little bit so that OG can get the recognition that he third place. I think for me, um, my defensive player, I quit uh, a few times this year, but I think OG is the defensive player of the year, honestly, when I think about it. and how aggressive and how much of a, uh, a game versus he is on the defensive end of the floor. He's a, definitely my defensive player right now. And we did need to win a few more
0: games to help him out in that regard. Jaron Jackson uh, Jr. moving up the ranks in that department too. He's, he's a defensive monster. Going back quickly, uh, we'll move on in a sec, but going back quickly to the assists, I'm just checking it out now, was not a season high. The season high was 32 against Philly. Now, if you look at, so they have had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and now it'll be 10 games where they've had 26 assists or more, and they've had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Eight wins, and... Three losses that doesn't add up, but whatever. You get the drift is um yeah. when this team <laughs> and you know it's a little bit correlative, right? You get assists when you're scoring more, but the more this team passes and the more that this team is distributing, the more likely they are to win. So um yeah, go ahead.
1: Um well, I was gonna ask you a question, and after Nathan, it, it pretty much they, they know that. As good as today was, um, there's still a large, uh, large road, a long road ahead. So my question is to you, what can we carry over to the next uh, four games? And what are the things that we can get away from today's game and hopefully see moving forward? Um, I think we named some pretty obvious ones that can apply to the macro picture. But I'm wondering your
0: thought on that. I, I honestly think it's what we're just talking about. It's just like there is no hero ball in this team. Like, that, this team wins by working as a collective more than anything else. There's a hierarchy, and like you were talking about earlier, there's role definition. And it seems finally people are starting to settle into place and become comfortable with where the role is. Although, arguably, the last week in media coverage and Freddie – Maybe not so, but my problem has never been exactly Freddie's high usage rate. It's how that usage rate has been um, executed, right? Like the, we talk about this all the time, like the slowing down of the pace, the the shooting the shots, the not like the doing it, you know, as a coach, you always say like, it's not the shot necessarily you take, but it's the, it's when you're taking it, right? Is it, is it the first pass of the, of the possession in the 24 yeah. second clock? Or is it the seventh second after five passes, right? And I think, um, I think this team is starting to understand that uh, there are better shots out there when they depend on each other more. And so much of that is running things through Pascal and Scotty more so than Freddie. And we're seeing, I think, we're seeing a lot more pick and rolls as well, which is which is which feeds into that that rationale.
1: And I don't think I don't think that Fred we uh Fred taking a a role in terms of annexing eating the, the offense is it, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that he's not important throughout the Raptors. he's in central. It just means that what this does by putting the ball and bathroom down his hand, it just make Fred more efficient to exactly battle uh with double teams and with guards that are more athletic than them defensively. He can play off of uh, Pastel and Doddy and, and, and then run a person more, as he did today. Yeah. And so it just makes Freddie, I think the wording is wrong. Freddie doesn't become less important. She just becomes more efficient and is allowed to be the daddy Freddie we know went back down and thought he could take some of the heat off of him and the money in
0: New off. Yeah, well said. I, I 100% agree with you. And I I feel like we saw it a lot more tonight. I'd be curious to know about um, the usage percentages tonight. But um, it seemed better distributed. Um, yeah, encouraging tonight. Like The shooting wasn't great again, but we still kind of... Um, we still play well despite that, and that's that's always a good sign. Well, um, I, yeah. No, go ahead. Um, I just think
1: that it, it's a good sign. We have a recipe here, guys. We play great defense. We play aggressive defense, and we very ourselves offensively, and we can win. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to be a quintessential three-point shooting team hopefully over the season will get progressively better. But today, we saw a recipe that we don't have to go out on or do all these reads. There are other ways to play winning basketball. And our defense created our offense with the raptor table over the years. And the more we can do that uh, and just move the ball not worry about three-point attempt we have a recipe going forward i believe to uh to propel it to a better position going forward
0: yeah and we you know less three-point shots miss we talked about or and i talked about this last game like the more three-point misses you have the more turnovers you have obviously the more the harder it is to get back in transition and so scoring in the paint, which it seemed we did a lot of tonight. I can probably check the paint scores on that. Um, we had very few turnovers, which is always encouraging. Um, winning that possession battle, you know, it makes it hard for... Wow, okay. Um, points in the paint, we have 42, less than uh, Portland's 46, but still impressive. Um, fast break points is 19 to 16. Bench points, 21 points to three. So we really outshone uh, Portland's bench tonight, which is great. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, I think as much as the defense makes the offense, the offense also will make the defense a little bit too. It allows us to get back, get into position and, uh, D up Nate dog as the guest tonight, I'm going to give you the opportunity to choose the Can-Am tax man of the night. Uh, my guess my friend
1: well um he had done a bit bad out the atom as the player of the game and i have no problem with that um he played really well but uh and looked more like the battle we used to um but for me um the batman man player of the game uh for today had to be toddie barnes I thought she was just aggressive offensively uh, from ghetto. She knew what to do with uh, drop coverage. She didn't hesitate. She only missed one free throw. She was all over the place defensively. The um, old deflection, great passes, even hit a three, <laughs> which is rare for him these days. I think there was 10 in lot number of games he's only hit three of them though i think um, my player of the game had to go to goddie bond
0: 100 with you um i mentioned his stats uh previously he just had a very efficient game uh, a lot more aggressive and really like you know i to me he's the answer to this team's problems right like if he becomes another playmaker which more than Pascal, I he's a better passer than Pascal, which is like I don't think that controversial thing to say. He's obviously a much worse scorer, but he he looks just so much more dynamic than any other Toronto Raptor. Like you, Marcus Hull is a really good example. Uh, Jokic is another stratosphere, but same kind of idea. Draymond, like they are already scanning the court and finding open plays before they get the ball or before they look where like those cuts are. Um and and you can see it, you can feel it. Like you know he's going to find the right guy. It's very seldom where like I find more often than not with Pascal. I'm like, he's open, like, like get the ball. Whereas Scotty, it almost never is that way. And so uh he is he is absolutely integral to this team moving forward. And being the KM tax man of the night is uh demonstrative of that victory. Um canamtax.com. Go check it out. They help you with uh, personal taxes, business taxes. It's already tax season again. I swear to God, it was just tax season. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm already, I'm already terrified to do my taxes. But uh, so if you're also terrified, go to canamtax.com. Tell them Raptors Republic sent you. They're good pals of ours. And uh, congratulations, Scotty. I should have told you, Nate, ahead of time. This reward, uh, this award is also known as the not Pascal Siakam award because it's about 95% of the time you probably could just say Pascal Siakam was the can tax taxman of the night. So uh, we try and go away from the, from Pascal as much as we can. So well, I
1: think I think we we don't want to take Batel for granted, but we know that is gonna be there with the credit to him. But I think uh, continuing that that Dottie'd been uh, up and down this season, when she really plays well, you know. and like you said, he it, it, see the difference between a good and not so good have to, and team. And we have to be careful with that I, I, fans and supporters because this kid is only 20, 21 years old. So I, I think we need to be patient but yeah, uh, no doubt that Gary Bond did the difference between what a word of this season. and going back to what I said, not four games absolutely must win. So we need to leave this game, take the positive out of it, and we need to look forward to the next four games.
0: Yeah, so that, that's a good segue out of here. I will say one detracting note from the Scotty Barnes Canon tax taxman of the night. I don't know if you've seen the video footage yet or not, but him and Thaddeus Young got into it. I think at halftime, um, you can find it on the Twitter sphere if you if you so desire to see it. Uh, they're face to face. They're angry. I think it probably takes a lot, a lot, a lot to upset Thaddeus Young. Um, so. I'm not going to speculate. Maybe Scotty said something he didn't like, but that's never a good look. Also never a good look. I happened to follow, follow Thaddeus Young's uh, wife on Twitter. And, of course, she was immediately defending Thaddeus. And then there was a bunch of shitty fans that were being uh, assholes. Don't be shitty. Don't be an asshole is all I'm going to say on that front.
1: Yeah. No, don't do that,
0: Dad. You know,
1: we're, we're classy
0: people. We're classy. I mean, I'm not classy, but I'm not rude.
1: Indeed. And you guys got to remember. These guys, eat, sleep,
0: live together every minute. Yeah. Like brothers. Through these arguments, these these, these disagreements are going to happen,
1: guys. 100%. Did the nature of the beat. So don't worry about it. And
0: just enjoy the win. So Nate mentioned that uh, the next four games are must wins. I'm pretty much in agreement for multiple reasons. One, we have back-to-backs against Charlotte Hornets who are more in the the Yama, Scoot Henderson race than almost any other team in the league, although they've been playing better now that they're finally healthy, although I think Hay- Hayward's out, so not fully healthy. Um, so those are must-wins. Then we play Atlanta, and then we play New York, uh, who we've split the series with thus far, I believe. And these are all big games because The Hawks and the Knicks are right in the area that we're trying to like catch up on. So these are almost, you know, these are two game jumps as opposed to just the one out of conference against Portland. So these are really important games. And uh, and a telltale sign also as the trade deadline creeps forward, where uh, Masai and Bobby are going to position this team uh, heading into February. Any parting words, Nate Dog? Be
1: be encouraged uh, by what you saw today, um, but and uh, understand that uh, during slumps, the, uh, the, uh, the Raptors themselves worth the most, and you can see it on Freddie's face, when he's just on a roll, how attacking and tiring it's been. So let's have a little patience, but um, take away the third note and. Of today, and hopefully, we
0: can drink the moon together than we got at last day in New York. The invariable optimism from Nate Dogg. You'll never find much, much uh, negativity from him. Thanks for joining tonight, Dog. Really appreciate it. Sahal, right. Kyle, Oren are all dropping the ball here. So you filled in last minute, which I really appreciate. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Cheers, everybody. Have a good Sunday night.